0: children come. Don't dare drive them away. In them the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children
1: come. Please let the children
2: Jesus was a little boy, he had to grow and learn just like you. He probably knew what it was like to have a skinny knee or the hiccups. The Bible says as he grew older, he also grew taller and wiser. People thought that he was a good boy, and so did God, his father. Luke 2,
3: verse 52. in
0: wisdom
4: and Jesus grew and Jesus grew in stature in
0: stature
4: and Jesus grew
3: Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible and Living Sound.
5: And the days which Jeroboam reigned
2: were twenty and two years. Come here by my bedside. Surely my husband and lord. I... (laughs) I am about to die.
6: And Nonsense, my lord. You will live many happy years. Yet.
2: No, no, no. But before I die, I, I want you to, I want to remind you of what Abijah the prophet said about my seed after me.
6: I remember, dear, but pay no attention. It, it was just the ramblings of an
2: old man. No, no, it was true. The crown of Israel shall be taken from my seed. And they shall be destroyed until not one remain. And all because of my sins and the sins I caused Israel to commit. You take too much blame upon yourself, my husband. No, I am to blame. And Nadab, my son, who shall rule as soon as I am gone, is full of evil continually. He shall not prevail, for the wages of sin is death. <sighs>
1: Jeroboam, Jeroboam.
5: And Nadab, Jeroboam's son, reigned in his stead. After only a few months on the throne, his career of evil was brought to an abrupt end through a conspiracy headed by Baasha, one of Nadab's generals. Nadab was slain with all his kindred. Thus perished the house of Jeroboam. And thus the prophecy of Ahijah was fulfilled. During the next 40 years, Israel was ruled by wicked, evil, unprincipled men Beasha, Elah, Zimri, and Omri. During the greater part of this time of apostasy in Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah was ruled by a wise and just king named Asa.
2: General? Yes, Your Majesty? I want you and your men to destroy all the altars built to strange gods. Tear down the high places, break into pieces the images, cut down all the groves. Yes, Your Majesty. Start immediately.
4: At once, Your Majesty. Long live the King! Long live the king,
2: King Asa. Scribe, you heard my command of the general. Indeed I did, your majesty, and a glad day it is for Judah. I want you to prepare a proclamation, have it posted in every corner of the country, command the people to cease the worship of false gods, and to seek the Lord God of their fathers, and obey his laws and commandments. It shall be done with pleasure, your majesty. General, how near is Zira with his Ethiopian army now?
4: Almost to the border of our land, Your Majesty.
2: Have you been able to ascertain his strength?
4: Fairly closely, yes, sire. He has at least a thousand men and three hundred chariots. Oh, but, Your Majesty, we have nothing to worry about. Have we not built many fenced cities with walls and towers and gates and bars to prevent invasion? Our army is carefully trained and disciplined, and our captains are all mighty men of valor.
2: (laughs) Even so, General, this is no time to place our trust in walls and armies, or man-made devices. The Lord of hosts, has he not made marvelous deliverances in behalf of Israel of old? He is able now to deliver us from Zerah and his invincible army. Place the army in battle array, for we must do all we can. Then we will ask the Lord to do the rest." Lord God, the armies of Zerah and of Judah stand face to face, ready to do battle. Zera's forces far outnumber Judah's, yet I fear not, for my trust, O Lord, is in thee. It is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with few. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in thee, and in thy name we march against this multitude. O Lord, thou art God. Let not man prevail against thee. Amen. General, forward into battle. And the Lord smote the Ethiopians before
5: Asa, and the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and his men pursued them under Gerar, and overcame and destroyed them, that they could not recover themselves. And Asa reigned in Judah forty and one years. Two years before his death, there came upon the scene in the northern kingdom of Israel a man and a woman destined to be the most famous or infamous king and queen of all Bible history. One was strong-willed, self-disciplined, of positive temperament and determined. The other was weak, vacillating, and of indecision. Both were unprincipled of a low moral standards, selfish, greedy, and completely devoid of reverence and of consideration for the rights of others.
6: <laughs> we will make a good pair, Ahab, you and I. Good pair? Yes. You are strong and wise in military matters. I i am strong determined and wise in matters of religion together but we... you
4: forget my dear jezebel that i am king my word is law i rule israel <laughs> i rule you i
6: rule you all. are king you sit upon the throne of israel yes But I am the brains behind the throne. I need no one behind me. I rule by
4: myself. I think for myself. You're only the queen. Don't ever forget that. (laughs) What, uh, What are you laughing at? You and your
6: silly ego. What do you mean by that? I could have your head chopped off for less. Calm down, Ahab. Calm down. I'm not belittling you, your talents or your power. But I ask you to use your brain. Think. Has there been no really successful kings in Solomon? No. Why? Because of their weakness in matters relating to the worship of gods. That is my strength. Not only am I the daughter of the king of Zidion... But there I was also the high priestess of Baal, chief of all the other gods. The God of Israel.
4: He who led the children of Israel out of Egypt and safely through the wilderness into
6: the land of Canaan. He is the one and only true God. (laughs) That shows how little you really know about gods. Baal is the chief of all gods. He controls the storms and the sunshine. His wife Eneth is the goddess of war and bloodshed. Baal created and erects Ashtoreth, patron goddess of love, maternity, and fertility. Let me control the religious activities of Israel. You control the army and foreign affairs, and soon we will be the rulers of the world, you and I. Oh, I, I just don't know. That's the trouble with you. You can't make up your mind. Well, I'll make it up for you. I am, from this moment on, the High Priestess of Baal here in Israel. I will have images of Baal and Ashtoreth placed throughout all the land temples and consecrated groves will dot the countryside. The air will be filled with the smoke of sacrifices. Hill and vale will resound with the cries of priests and people who revel in the licentious worship of Baal and his subordinate gods and goddesses. (laughs) You're dreaming. (sighs) Dreaming dreams impossible
4: of fulfillment.
6: And just why are my dreams impossible of
4: fulfillment? Because you fail to take into account the only living God, the The God
6: of creation. Why do you keep harping away about the God of Israel? What has he ever done for Israel? Take the last few kings, for instance. There's Omri. What did the God of Israel ever do for him? My father, King Omri, built Samaria, I'll have you know. Yes, and a great feat it was, too. But he did it on his own, not by the help of his god. For that matter, what has Baal ever done for any of his people? Baal is a great and powerful god. He has done many things for those who worship now, him. Like what things? Many, many things. Name just one. The followers of Baal are happy. They enjoy life. They are free to follow unrestrained the tendencies and desires of nature. Certainly you agree that is more than your god allows? Well, yes. Well, I guess everybody likes to do what they want to. <sighs>
4: Yes, that's right oh,
6: Then together we will rule Israel And make up her a great and happy nation <laughs> Yes, dear
5: Thus, fifty years after the death of Solomon The people of Israel completely turned away from God Their king was an idolater Their queen a heathen The need was great for the coming of Elijah the prophet.
0: We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's one eight hundred six three four zero two three four. 634 234 Now, here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. I heard about, about old... Five blue stones, but great.
3: With Sam. I'm Sam. Today my guest is my sister Lily. She's very excited about being on my show. Is this gonna take long? I've got a question for you, Lily. Will you still give me the dollar if I get it wrong? What do you eat for a healthy snack? Apples and sometimes grapes. Why not candy or soda pop? That's what your friends eat. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. But I want to be healthy and candy and soda pop don't make you healthy, they make you sick. How do eating apples and grapes make you healthy? I don't know. I just like the taste. Is it because of all that nice fiber in them? Yeah, sure. Fiber. And all those cancer-fighting antioxidants, is that why you eat them? Anti-what? And I'll just bet that you love the taste of all that natural sugar instead of the refined sugar, right? You know me. Natural all the way. And did you know that your body likes fruits much more than candy? Your blood sugar doesn't shoot way up, and your energy lasts a lot longer. Sam, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just like fruits better than candy. They taste good, look good, and don't rot my teeth. There you have it, folks. Fruits win every time. Thank you, Lily. Uh, haven't you forgotten something? What? My dollar? Oh, yes, here. And I want to then... <sighs> this is Sam on Live with Sam. Goodbye.
5: God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
7: and girls this is ms kathy i'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you do you ever feel left out like your friends want to be with someone else instead of you what if you really needed those friends to help you solve a mystery chris and maria discover an old safe in their grandparents basement but no one knows the combination who gave the money to build the cross above mill valley chris and maria think the answer is inside the old safe As they follow the clues, Chris learns some important lessons about friendship and jealousy and about being a Christian. Chapter 4. Searching for Clues The empty countertop didn't bother Grandma at all. The statue isn't missing, Chris. I put it in your backpack before I went outside so you wouldn't forget it. I didn't want it to get knocked onto the floor accidentally. You two were concentrating on the photo albums and didn't notice what I was doing. Or that I left, Grandma explained. Chris's face turned red. I guess it was pretty foolish of us to get so upset when we couldn't find Grandma or the statue, he thought. Maria, did you find what you were looking for in the photo albums, Grandma asked. Maria shook her head. No, I thought I remembered a picture of great-grandpa Archer when he wasn't wearing a beard. Chris didn't believe me. I thought it was a picture of him standing by the cross Pastor Hill was talking about. Grandma sat down at the table. Let me think. Now that you mention it, I do remember a time when Dad shaved his beard off. It was many, many years ago, and he let it grow right back. He always liked a beard. Do you remember the picture, Grandma? Maria asked hopefully. If there is such a picture, I don't remember it, Maria. I'm sorry. Seeing the disappointment on Maria's face, Grandma added, but I'll ask around. Maybe John remembers it. Chris knew Grandma was talking about her brother, John Archer. He also knew that the next day she and Grandpa were going to be leaving to visit Uncle John in Seattle, Washington, for the week. So you'll ask Uncle John if he remembers the picture, Chris asked? Yes, Maria chimed in, and if he has it, could you mail it to us? I think it might be a clue. A clue to what, Grandma asked. The combination to the safe... Maria and Chris looked at each other. Maria shook her head slightly. I'm sorry, Grandma. We can't say for sure right now. We're working on solving an important mystery. Two cars pulled into the driveway at nearly the same time. Chris looked out the window. Grandpa's home, he announced, and Mom and Dad are here to pick us up. Okay, I'll go wake Yo-Yo up, Maria said. Yo-Yo was still rubbing her eyes when Mom and Dad and Grandpa walked into the kitchen through the back door. Well, hi, sleepyhead, Grandpa said, picking Yo-Yo up and giving her a kiss on the cheek. Yo-Yo finished rubbing her eyes and smiled at Mom and Dad. Grandpa handed her over to Dad. Did you have a nice date? Maria asked Mom with a giggle. Mom smiled. We sure did. How was your evening at Grandma's? Great, Chris and Maria said in unison. Maria and I won hide-and-seek, Yo-Yo said. Then she went to sleep, Chris added. Before leaving for home, everyone gave Grandma and Grandpa a big hug goodbye and wished them a safe flight. Grandma remembered the box of clothes and had Dad carry it out to the car so he could take it to church next week. Don't forget to ask Uncle John about the photograph, Maria reminded Grandma. I won't, Grandma assured her. I'll ask him first thing. When Dad stopped at an intersection on the way home, Chris looked up at the hill where the cross stood. Glowing in the lights that shone on it, the cross made him feel happy that he was a Christian. He wondered how many people thought about what Jesus did for them by dying on the cross. Chris leaned over Yo-Yo so he could whisper to Maria. Since we have to wait to see if Uncle John has that photograph you're looking for, let's work on finding the combination to Great Grandpa's old safe. Maybe there's a clue in there that will help us prove Great Grandpa donated the money for the cross. Maria nodded her head. Okay. Then Chris placed his finger in front of his lips and shook his head to tell Yo-Yo not to say anything. Yo-Yo whispered. Okay. Chris awoke with a start. "'Wow, what a weird dream,' he said to himself. "'What a weird night of dreams.' "'All night he had been dreaming about the safe. "'He jumped out of bed and headed to Maria's room. "'Maria, wake up!' "'He shook her until she stirred awake. "'What is it?' Maria asked sleepily. "'Chris sat down on the floor "'with his back leaning against Maria's bed. i have been tossing and turning all night, "'dreaming about the safe.' "'Maria turned her table lamp on. "'What did you dream about?' "'I dreamed we never found the combination. "'We looked everywhere, too.' "'Well, we haven't even started looking for the combination yet,' Maria pointed out. "'I don't think your dream is going to help us much, either.' "'Chris shrugged. "'I guess not.' "'After eating breakfast and getting ready for school, "'he found himself at his desk, holding the statue again. "'As he studied it carefully, "'a sound told him someone was watching him from the doorway of his bedroom. "'What are you doing, Chris?' Maria asked as she stuck her head in the room. "'Just looking at the statue.' It's neat to have something of great-grandpa's. It sort of helps me know him better, Chris said. When school was finally over on Friday, Chris grabbed Maria by the arm just as they got outside and pulled her toward the car. Come on, sis. Why are you in such a hurry, Maria asked. Maybe grandma sent us that photograph you wanted. I've got a feeling she did, and it's waiting in the mailbox. Let's go then, Maria said, and raced Chris to the car. They both reached the car at the same time and tried to hop in the back seat, but Mom had three big bags of groceries sitting in the back seat, too. Chris pushed the bag so he could get in. On the other side of the car, Maria yelled, I've got to get in, too, Chris. Chris tried adjusting the bag so both he and Maria could get in at the same time. Finally, they were both able to get inside and close the door. When Chris looked up and told Mom they were ready to go, Yo-Yo was peering over the front seat at him and laughing. Buckle your seat belts," Mom said before she started the car. At home, Chris hefted the last bag of groceries onto the kitchen counter and shrugged out of his jacket. Yo-Yo was dragging a carton of milk across the kitchen floor. Is that the last bag, Chris? Mom asked. Chris glanced at it and nodded. Yup. Good. Thank you for bringing those in for me, Mom said. She leaned against the counter for a second. Maria, please put the groceries away for me. Maria started taking groceries out of the bags and putting them in the cupboards while Mom picked out the laundry soap and stain remover she had bought and headed to the laundry room. Chris started to go upstairs to make sure Yo-Yo hadn't messed with his statue when Maria grabbed his arm. Oh, no, you don't. You've got to stay and help me put these groceries away, she said. No, you have to put them away. I brought them inside, Chris retorted. Maria made a face. She was just about to argue when a voice in the living room started talking about their mystery. Heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book Four, The Missing Combination Mystery, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1 800 765 6955.